0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray uh, right now that uh, in these next few minutes that you would speak uh, to those of us that desire to listen. Father, I pray possibly for the, the person in here who's sitting here right now that you have, uh, your Holy Spirit has, has been preparing uh, their hearts and minds for this very moment. Uh, that Father, sometimes through situations, uh, sometimes through uh, circumstances and conversations, that Father, you prepare our hearts uh, to hear the freeing uh, good news of the gospel. Father, I pray you'd speak through Chris today as he speaks to us, as he points us to you uh, and the salvation that is found only in you. It's in your son's name we pray this. Amen. Go ahead and take a seat for me if you would. Uh, this week is Holy Week. We le- we're leading up to Easter on Sunday, and uh, we have Good Friday uh, coming up as well. Here we go, folks. Move, move, move. Let's go. Let's go. In just a minute, um, Chris Summy is a senior here. He's been here since sixth grade. Uh, He's going to kind of come and share his testimony. You're all right. You're all right. He's going to come and share his testimony of kind of some things that the Lord has taught him and is teaching him. And before we do that, though, before we do that, I want to set the stage uh, for what Chris is going to talk about. He's asked us to show a video, it's a cool video. Um, It's from um, the series The Chosen, if you haven't seen that, and Chris's devotion today is going to be taken from John chapter 4, and if you know anything about John chapter 4, John chapter 4 is when Jesus has a conversation with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, Um, and you're about to, to see this, but I want you to hear this. If you know anything about the Bible, John chapter 4 comes after a conversation that Jesus has in John chapter 3 with a guy named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is a religious leader, and I want you to hear, I want you to see these two stories briefly. Nicodemus actually comes to Jesus at night. He doesn't want any of his Pharisee friends to see him because Jesus has intrigued him. And he asks him, he said, hey, how can I earn eternal life? How can I do it? And Jesus looks at him, and he says something that had never been said before. He said, you, must, you, you, you can't earn it, my friend. You can't earn it. You must be born again. And Nicodemus sits back, and he's like, I'm an old man. How can I go back into my mom and be born? You know Jesus had to laugh, right, of like my friend. In fact, he even told him this. I'm not talking physically born again. I'm talking spiritually born again. You cannot do this. Actually, the, the, probably the most famous verse in the Bible is John 3.16. It actually takes place in the middle of that conversation. And he says, he tells Nicodemus, my friend, I know you think you can earn it, but you can't. Well, look at this. It then goes to John chapter 4 with the woman at the well, and you're about to see this. Jesus uh, has a conversation with a woman who knows she can't earn it. In fact, she knows she has no shot. In fact, she's been told most of her life, you have disqualified yourself. God doesn't love you, and salvation is not for you. You have Nicodemus. And then you have the woman at the well and Jesus tells them the exact same thing.
1: So I wanted to talk about this story in specific today because I think it truly defines my faith and really something that just encapsulates what gives me the strength to go about my life because truthfully Jesus is the only thing that gives my life meaning and I hope that you can see that too. So I want to start today by giving like a personal story that isn't necessarily uh, isn't necessarily spiritually related, and then hopefully connected to the, the woman at the well, and uh, hopefully connected to your life as well. So, uh, I played four years of football here at BA, and for the first three, I didn't play much varsity. And you know, I saw guys ahead of me like these big old, you know, starting starting players, and I always wanted to be like them. But you know, you look at me like I'm five ten, like pretty normal guy. There's a lot of me's out there. So, you know, I really had to work hard to get myself in a position where I could be on the field. So, going into my senior year this year, I had a spot, I had a chance to earn a spot at linebacker. So, starting June 1st is when we start our summer lifts. And, you know, it's, it's lifting, it's running, it's things I've done before. So, I'm trying to work hard, trying to do my best, but, you know, just get through the things that I've done before so that I could get ready to put the pads on. So... I get through June and July, and, you know, it's just the basic stuff. And so late July, early August, we get to two-a-day practice. And since I'm now done with my football career, I can say that it's the hardest week that I've been through in sports, really. So Monday morning of two-a-days, we're on the field at 5.50 a.m., <laughs> and uh, Caleb notes what's coming here. And uh, so we're on the field at 550, and like I said, I'm trying to earn the starting spot. I'm trying to fly around. I'm trying to hit people. I'm trying to do my best. So I'm not thinking about my, uh, my energy my energy levels. I'm trying to just go full send here. So, uh, yeah, I'm flying around, and yeah, the first practice goes by fast. And we have a little team meal, and then we have some, so like, it's like a nap time, time to rest in between practices. And I remember falling asleep in the locker room, and I wake up with a cramp, and then I want to say my other hamstring starts to cramp. So it worries me, because we still have a lift, and then we have another practice. So I try to, you know, get some, some stretches in, get some, some liquids. Um, and then we have a team lift, and it's, I'm, I'm not trying to do much. Like, still got another practice that day. So then we go off for practice number two, and I didn't think about it before, but it felt like it was 98 degrees outside. Like, I remember... And so I'm going through the practice, still trying to earn that spot. And I remember looking down on my arm, like, one time in the middle of that practice, and it was I was sweating more than I ever had. Like, I wasn't thinking about it during practice, but it was so hot. And at the end, my energy was just gone. So I'm, like, in the locker room after practice, and I'm just laying there. And I'm, like, trying to work up the courage to go home. Like, it's, it's been a long day. So all I want to do is go home. And uh, so I walk outside, and I see my buddy. Caleb outside cramping. So I sit next to him. I don't want to leave him alone in that moment. And uh, so I sit down, and then I'm trying to work, work up the ability to get up, and I start cramping. And then before I know it, it's a full body cramp, and I'm just like laying there, and there is nothing I can do in this moment. Like, I'm, like I'm drinking water. I'm trying to stretch, but I get up, and it's the other hamstring, and then it's whatever. I can't get up. And... In this moment, I just feel like just completely out of energy, I'm, I'm useless. Like, I'm just laying there, and Caleb can attest. Like, it's, it was a bad moment, yeah. Uh, so, the reason I want to tell this story is to give a physical example of what spiritual pain can look like. If you're anything like me, you've had times in your life when you've just felt empty. Like, the things that you've tried to give your purpose to, like, have just fallen apart, and maybe that's a relationship. Maybe that's Uh, sports or school, but the things in this life just like, they they don't fulfill, and that's something that I've realized. I've I've tried to put my, uh, my worth in sports and different things, but they just fail you eventually. So Jesus talks a lot about this, and I think you can tell in this story, Jesus, his plan is to meet you exactly where you are. This woman, is completely broken, and I can't imagine what being in five marriages would be like, but this woman has obviously been through so much. Like, the first man was a good man, and she left him, and then, like, eventually it all just fell apart, and she has nothing. She's been abolished from society, and she has nothing left. So Jesus asks this woman for a drink from the well, and she's shocked because Jews are not supposed to associate with Samaritans. Jesus explains that if she knew who talk- she, she was talking to, she would, have, she would have asked Jesus for living water. And if you heard that, I'm sure you'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, what's the living water? It doesn't make any sense. So she doesn't understand. And Jesus says, everyone who drinks from this water in the well will be thirsty again. And that's, to me, it's kind of referring to, like, the things that we put our, our faith in and our, our meaning in, like, It's just going to continue to make you thirsty, hungry. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up into eternal life. Jesus is saying that what he's here to give you will last forever. It's not just something that's going to be here one day and gone the next, but it's an eternal gift. Because of our sin, we are truly separated from God. I don't know if you can feel it but whenever you give yourself to something like temporary and then it's taken from you it's it's like a it's a stripping thing like and if you ever just like feel like that you're empty i just want you to know that that's that's Jesus's spot it's to come and fill you another verse that explains this is John 6:35 then Jesus declared i'm the bread of life whoever comes to me will never go hungry And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Like I said, we live in a world where everyone is trying to fulfill themselves in something. Jesus is using here that he is the bread of life, he is the thing that will fulfill you. You can give your, you can try to push down that emptiness inside of you with with drugs, with alcohol, but it's just going to continue to just well up. And eventually it's going to blow up in your face, I promise you. The world does not satisfy. Unless you have this living water, you will always be thirsty. I want to finish by reading lyrics to The Well by Casting Crowns, which was playing when we walked in this morning. Leave it all behind. I have what you need, but you keep on searching. I've done all the work, but you keep on working. When you're running on empty and you can't find the remedy, just come to the well. You can spend your whole life chasing what's missing, but that empty inside, it just ain't going to listen. When nothing can satisfy, and the world leaves you high and dry, just come to the well. And all who thirst will thirst no more, and all who search will find what their souls long for. The world will try, but it can never fill, so leave it all behind and come to the well. Please bow your heads with me. Dear God, I thank you for this gift that you're offering us today, God. I pray that no one leaves this room without understanding that the water that you are willing to give is more than anything that this world can offer, God. I thank you for what Jesus did on this week about 2,000 years ago and what that means for all of us, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.